Hello, you're listening to the Hammersley Brothers e-commerce podcast. If some of our discussions and tips are working for you, why don't you grab a 15-minute call with us at ecommercecall.com. We'll see whether we can help scale your e-commerce business. We will quickly see if we're a fit or whether we can recommend someone else to get you where you need to go. The worst case is you'll have a fun 15-minute chat and regardless, you'll come away understanding a lot more about your business. Book a call at ecommercecall.com. Hello and welcome to the Hammersley Brothers e-commerce podcast. Today, Ian and I are talking about e-commerce copywriting. So let's get started. Hello, Ian. How are you? Uh, Good afternoon, Mark. How are you? I'm all right, yeah. Like normal, we faffed around until the last possible moment, and it's not very late at night for you. It's almost lunchtime in New Zealand. It must be late for you. It's, it's, not, it's almost bedtime. I mean, it's ridiculous. Bedtime here. Well, I'll just let me working. Talk. I've been working 12 hours. Have you? At the coalface of e-commerce. Yes. Well, it's, 12 what's another hours hour? have been. What's another hour? Grinding, grinding the stone, helping e-commerce businesses grow. And now... You make me stay up. And also, just like it's been perfectly quiet. As soon as you press record, there's a guy cutting the hedge right outside the window. So, excellent. Anyway, we want to talk about e commerce copywriting today because we have got a, uh, it's one of the resources we've got in the group that we're sending out. We're going to put that on below down on the the show notes so you can grab that as well. Um, But we've got a process we use for e commerce copywriting to increase. The conversion rate of it and i know you wanted to say something at the beginning as well ian um so why don't you say that whilst i mute myself whilst the guy cuts the hedge yes hopefully hopefully he'll he'll stop yeah so so, so you wrote this you wrote a workshop i don't know maybe four or five months ago and you called it e-commerce copywriting and i looked at it and thought well, yes, that's in, that's in, that's a that's an important part of e-commerce, but it's a very small part. And I thought, you know, and then I listened to your workshop, or I sat in on one of your workshops, and I thought this is this is way more than copywriting. You know, this is like understanding the job to be done, and you know, the emotional trigger points, you know, and the anxieties that people go through you know, and the alternatives they could buy, and also their, their knowledge of how aware they are of you or the prob- the products you're selling or the, even, the you know, do they need the product in the first place? And now, but actually, I think I've actually misunderstood for years what copywriting was. And I think I've done it a disservice because I think copywriting, in, is, in order to do copywriting really well it's actually really hard work because you've really got to get into it and you've got to do a lot of research you've got to really understand where the customers are at in on the journey and what their emotions are like and what's their trigger points and what the, the real job to be done and all the anxieties and things and i think it's 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 so much more than just copywriting in my mind so it it it, it baffled me at the start because I thought it was really impressive. Now it's actually quite hard to do. I think it's quite, I think in some ways, because I've actually taken this workshop and I've done this and I found it quite, of all of the things that 
I've tried to do, and I can do loads of things. But there was one or, one or two of them where we're trying to come up with like a positioning piece for these e-commerce brands, like a strap line and a positioning one. And actually, it's quite hard. It's quite hard to do it. Like we always use the example of um, the Domino's pizza. Like Domino's pizza was, what was it? Fresh hot pizza or you within 30 minutes or you don't pay. And it's, it's really clever. But, it, but trying to come up with something like that for the, the the e-commerce businesses that we've been working with, and, I, and it was literally two weeks ago. I was I was on a workshop, and I was trying to come up with the that positioning, like that strap line, and I realised how amazing the Domino's pizza one was. Um, and the ones that we were coming up with were pretty naff, <laughs> but it was like the positioning piece was really important. Yeah. Well, I think that's what for copywriting, the positioning, it's all about the positioning. It's all about the word. It's all about the voice. It's all about the angles you're going through and the work you do in your, your copywriting, this, which we go through actually flows through to everything really. Like, you yeah, know, you, 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 once you found the copywriting angles, then that's where you go and take your photos. You go and take your images, you go and take your proof, you go and find customer testimonials that kind of emphasize those problems or not emphasize the problems, reduce those objections, those kind of things. So I thought it'd be quite nice for people to listen to me go through this process with you a little bit. And then, you know, cause you, you've obviously kind of presented this to a couple of people and then gone, I wonder what that means and how to do that. So just in a nutshell. Well, I think, I think the key, yeah. yes, let's do it. I think the key, the key that, that I would like to get out of this, cause I'm going to sit and actually, probe you because this is quite a new concept um is actually how you apply it so yeah. obviously the theory is great and it all makes sense you know uncover the anxieties you know etc cetera, etc cetera. you know really fundamental important stuff but then it's actually how you do it yeah you know if you're an e-commerce brand now how do you actually implement this mm-hmm. and that's that's the key yeah yeah i think with it all so, I mean, a lot of this came from I mean, I, back in the day, I, I would do a lot of copywriting, studying. I'd go and write out the best ads that have ever been written. I'd writ, written classic books like Cloud Hopkins, you know, his uh, book on, on advertising, which is fantastic if you haven't read it. And that kind of like gave me the start of, of what we do. Now, the first thing we do is we would go and, I mean, depending on how big you are. So like some of the people are doing like 17 million, 20 million plus. At that level, we would actually do it per category. So we'd go and do a category and we do the copyright for category. If we're smaller at the beginning, we might go and pick the key categories and have a look at those first. So let's say we're selling bedding for the, just an example of this of this um, podcast. Um, we would go and look at, um, you know, we, 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 another exercise we do is go and find out who to emulate. So we go and find out who to emulate, who we think is doing well on, on pay-per-click, who's making it work. We then go and look at their reviews on Trustpilot or Amazon or ever. And we then pull those off, maybe look at about 300 reviews per, um, per uh, like uh, website. And we then start to put those into buckets. So for example, uh, here's, the, here's the first review. Um, great value for money. Seems fairly decent quality. However, not the color that pictured at all. I was expecting dark 
uh, green, which is not. It's very light gray. So beware after you, uh, after you choose a specific color. So if the review was less than four out of five, we'd, we'd mark that as poor. And then we put that as in the color bucket. So we're looking for themes around each review to say, well, what's the main reason they're unhappy? Or if it's four out of five, what's the main reason they are happy out of it? Yeah. And and so and the the way I understood this before was that that we would look at the positive reviews because that would tell us the job to be done yeah. and what they were really excited about and and and. And the negative reviews would would uncover the anxieties. Yeah. yeah so yeah. so so yeah. So far, so far, so good. Yeah, but also sometimes you actually get the you get the angles that come out of that that kind of reflect across both. So if someone's happy with the color, they might be saying, oh, "I'm so love the color," and then they, some people might be unhappy with the color. So therefore, you could find something in both that that works really well. Sometimes you don't get as much from the good reviews. People just say, you know, like they're happy. They're kind of like, well, I'm happy. Who cares? But when they're unhappy, they would get a lot more verbose a lot of the time. Yeah. So you can find. So sometimes. I tell you what. I t yeah. I, I t sorry to interrupt you, but I tell you, because we've been, we've been analyzing the reviews of competitors um, for, for, for years now. So whenever we're doing a strategy piece, we'll always go and look at the reviews of their competitors and the, and themselves. Mm. And and occasionally you get nuggets that come out that are so blindingly obvious that it's it sets the whole mission for their e-commerce positioning. And I remember one of them where it was a business selling house moving boxes online mm. and like storage boxes. And the the positive reviews all said across the whole industry, not just their this particular client, they all said Oh, I love these strong, sturdy boxes. Yeah. And the negative reviews all said, oh, they're too flimsy. They're not strong, not sturdy and too flimsy. And so the, it was so obvious that what they loved was strong, sturdy boxes and what they hated was, was weak, flimsy boxes. So therefore, the whole positioning becomes the world's strongest yeah. storage box. So be... and, and what do you do? You mm -hmm. take a picture. If you're trying to get your photography done, you can take a picture of a of a guy standing on top of the box, mm. saying the world's strongest. So it was it 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 made everything so clear. Yeah. Because we've done that. So, but occasionally you get didn't arrive on time. Well, you get a lot of the, you get a lot of that. But what we're looking for is, you know, like the the angles. So you come out with the angles. So basically, the next step is to take um, a tag cloud. Of which is, you know, you can go online, you can go generate tag cloud. And it, it, the words that are repeated the most in the bad reviews get made bigger on the screen and the ones that, and you do the same for good reviews. So you do a tag cloud for the good ones and a tag cloud for the bad reviews and see what what's comes out. Now, in the interest of audio that you can't see the screen, but Ian can see the screen. So we can see the bad reviews. Yeah. And what we're looking for here is ideas for the angles that we might have to use to sell this. So um, I can see this is this is for duvet covers and bedding. So you can see thread count is big, materials big. Um, you can see dust is there. You can see color is really big. You can see stripes, things like that are popping out. And then the same thing on the bad on the good reviews. You can see that wash is a really big word. Several washes, easy care, um, great value. Uh, great quality you know like those are things coming out 
So we get those, those tag clouds, and they're really only an idea to kind of give us an idea about what angles might be, um, might be worth coming out. And then what we want to find for, uh, from the good reviews and the bad reviews for each of, those, each of those areas, we want to look for probably four or five angles that are coming out from that. So like from bedding and the good reviews, um, we picked at the, the angles we picked out was washing, how it looks, whether it was hotel quality, uh, the feel of it, because people were, were, were talking about the feel, and then the value. And then what we're doing is we're now looking for the language that the customers use over and over again in each of those angles. So I've got washes as the first one. So people were saying, wash is lovely, wash is well, well packaging, wash is well. So washing well is now something I know that they're going to say if they're happy. And now I want to mirror that back to them on the website and in the ads. So that's kind of like starting to get the angle. So, the, so this, the, the, the positive reviews is what you would use to create the, um, the, the salesperson number one. Yeah. The greeter. Yeah. Yeah. That's where you'd get that from. And if, if people are presumably familiar with our, our salespeople model, the five salespeople of e-commerce, but the first one is the greeter, which sets the scene. Yeah. Which welcomes them in and gives them a reason why they are they are here. Yeah. You know, why you should invest your time on this e-commerce website. So, so that's that. Yeah. And then what we're looking for. So we're for, trying yeah. to, in a, in a mathematical sense, sorry, you, yeah. I, I, you, you, you were going to run this. And I was going to shut up, but what we're looking for in a mathematical sense is we're looking for uh, to reduce the bounce rate, yeah, aren't we? So because people we, know they're we in want the right people place. to feel like they are in the right place. I should invest my time on this mm. e-commerce website. I'm going to find what I need. Wow, look at all these people like me who have benefited from this. This is amazing. I've got. I can't believe I didn't know about this before. Yeah, that's. And what then you've the next step do. is knowing. Let's say. Now we now know that how the duvet washes is a really clear pain point and that we need to get through. Now we have to, we have to pretend that they don't trust us at all. And, but how do we prove to them that our duvet washes well? And knowing that they, that we, whatever we say probably won't matter much. So we then have to demonstrate it with images. We have to demonstrate it with a video or we have to demonstrate it with customer testimonials or we have to demonstrate it with customer reviews. So, you know, it, it, if you kind of start to think, because what most people do is they go, oh, our duvet washes really, really well. And it's fantastic at washing, blah, 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 blah. But if you suddenly think about it, people don't, people don't believe that the retailer they don't, trust, they don't you. trust you. So you have to go, well, how yeah. can I demonstrate that to somebody who doesn't trust me? And then you start thinking, right, well, we could do a video of, of high speed of washing it 16 times or something like that. And then showing people that it's keeping the color, you know, like done high speed. We can get uh, all the reviews we've got about washing and we can put those on the on the page and then put it into a section about washing. Um, we can. Yeah. Or you, or you could simply create an hour promise. Yeah. You could guarantee slogan, you know, you? if it doesn't. Look, you can guarantee. Yeah. Yeah, I'll guarantee to you is that you can wash it a thousand times and it will not colour fade. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's our guarantee. And promise, and you, and you make that into a nice visual yeah. so, little icon that you can amplify. So you've got to then think about how you can um, prove it. And, like, the, the sturdy boxes was a good one. So, like, you, you, know, you can just say, oh, boxes are really sturdy. Like, but if you get, like, maybe 
two or three of your yeah. employees and take a photo of them standing on the box and jumping up and down on it or whatever on the corner. I don't know how much you can go for it, but you know, that's going to prove that we've got the sturdiest bo packing boxes in the industry, you know, and suddenly there you have an ad campaign that, that works because that's what people are looking for. They want sturdy boxes that are going to protect the stuff when things are being moved. Um, so that's the first, that's the first thing we, well, it's one of the things we, the process we do. And then we're doing the same thing on the, on the, on the bad reviews. And the bad reviews from bedding, you know, one thing that came out was color. Like what was the color like compared to, um, you know, when people bought it? So, you know, to prove that we might be going to do um, user generated content. So what does it look when people, you know, people have it in their house? Because when people get it in their own light, it might look slightly different. Um, we were doing some work for just fabrics. I was looking at the other day, some, some of their fabrics look yellow on the picture. And then when it went on the sofa, it looked white. So, you know, that's going to, that's going to be, difficult for someone to understand whether what kind of color it is um quality people were complaining about the the the, the finishing the, the 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 quality the thickness of the material so how can you demonstrate that your material's thick hold up a picture of it holding up to the light those kind of things maybe seeing it like a lot of the time like facebook landing pages have gifs on them and those gifs are slightly moving images not videos but just have a little bit of movement on them that show the product how it works dynamically and they're there to kind of get over these these objections um stitching wasn't stitched properly seams frayed coming apart and as you can say we all use double something stitching on, on the things and here's a picture of it and this is why our sheets are better and this is why that our we can put our wash guarantee on because of our our stitching where most people only use i don't know one hitch or whatever it is um, same thing with washing. Washing's come up again in the in the bad ones. People saying it fades quickly after a couple of washes. So they, that ties into um, the good ones. So if you're finding something in good and bad, that usually means that that's a big objection. And then you might even be able to re reverse as far into as leading with that objection in your in your advertising, because that's what people are finding. You know, value for money came up mm. in the bad reviews and the good reviews, and then we've got scratching. So not the softest scratching your skin, scratches like sandpaper and things like that. So these are all the things you've got to over, overcome on the product page. And it's no good hiding this information away on somewhere else on the site. They've actually got to see this on the product page. If they're landing on the product page, they've got to see it. Mm -hmm. So this process is what we do for every category. So um, the, the TOT who we're working with in America, they are going through this category by category doing this analysis, coming out with the angles, and then going to those product pages and thinking, well, how do we demonstrate that this product is this? Or, you know, slightly different for the top because they are, a lot of the time they're selling other people's products. So it's more about why should I buy from them? But for someone like um, Laird Lounge, who sell their own products, it's much more about proving that this product can do what it says it's going to do. And sometimes you'll find that, like with Laird Lounge decor, it's, you have to do it with the imagery. Like this, you know, it looks amazing in my house. There's no other way of doing that than doing like a beautiful get the look picture. And you've got to demonstrate it. So it's not just about words. It's also about um, how you demonstrate it with through imagery and things like that. And another mm. good place that we found split testing higher is you know, underneath on the product page, you have the image and then on the right hand side, you have the title and the price is bringing out um, the first line of the description there and 
usually if people do that, the first line of the description could be anything because people have just written a description. They haven't really thought about that first sentence. But that first sentence, if that deals with that main anxiety or the main like wish thing that they're going to get, then that can increase conversion rate because that's what gets seen because it's in one of those three areas that we've proven in e-commerce buyers look. It's the price, the image, and the add to basket button. So those three areas. So putting that first sentence, almost like an elevator pitch for that product can make a really big difference. So doing this analysis and say, let's say I've, I've seen for bedding on duvets, it's washing. That sentence, you know, you would split test adding a washing statement about the duvet right there and then, because you know it's going to get seen. And, hmm. and presume, presume, presumably there's going to be commonalities across a whole category of products, isn't it? And then, then there'll be specifics. Yeah. So for that, for that, that first sentence, what you might do is create an attribute on the product sets so that if, if the attribute is blank, it uses the first sentence from the description, but if it's not blank and you've actually created something that's specific for those products, so you could go and do them mm. over time and knowing that all your duvets need to be talking about washing. And it's like, you could say, oh, this red duvet um washes very well it's part of our wash guarantee and we've tested washing up uh, testing tested up to 100 washes and um it, it stands the test of time or something you know like you could really mm. dive into that and then um it's bringing that because like a lot of the time people scan a product page and so part of what we've got to understand is what we need to amplify because what we amplify gets seen and what we choose to amplify will make a big difference on whether that someone actually buys a product or not. So it's like Abraham Lincoln says, if mm. I could go and chop down a tree, uh, if I've got five hours to do it, I'll spend four hours sharpening the ax. And that's where good copywriting comes in is it you, you go and do the research first. So you know, you see, so you put yourself in a position. So when you do start split testing, you, you've got, you know, you've got those five angles, you know, which, which angle do I need to lead with? Is it washing? Is it color? Is it uh, value for money or is it, um, is it the quality of the material? And so you, you know you're in the right place, but you're not exactly sure which one you need to amplify first. So that's mm. the start of it. I'll tell you one thing. I think whenever we've done, you know, wireframe design changes, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're going through it. Most of the time, all we're doing is amplifying the things that matter. Yeah. So we're putting them in, in, the, the, in the place where the eyeballs are. You know, to where people are looking, you know, in the right place on the page, you know, and and we're either we're either pushing the job to be done, you know, or we're reducing anxiety. Yeah. But in in both cases, we're but we're we're amplifying those yeah. things. So we're not just hiding it in the terms and conditions. We're bringing 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 it out and showcasing. Yeah, it's about it. looking at what what assets we've got. You know, like I've talked to people and say, you know, well, we've got any big customers. They go, oh, yeah, we, we, we deliver to the Queen and we deliver to um, the garden show, Chelsea Flower Show in, in London. It's like, well, why are you not putting that there? That would give people instant trust on the website and it would bring it would reduce the anxiety about what you're saying. So, oh, you know, if you can bring that authority on the site, what, what you say on the product page is going to be more believable because the Queen believes you. So why shouldn't? Why shouldn't I believe you? You know, you've got to have trust um, things on the page that allow you to say more. Because if you've got nothing, mm. they're just going to think, well, of course he's going to say his sheets are great at washing. Like, you know, of course everybody's going to say they're the most amazing washing. I just don't trust them. 
you know. So that's the first process we go through. And we do, I mean, there is there is some, what we call there's a stacking interview, which we might go into a little bit more detail. Um, but that's the basis of where we're looking for the angles. And from that, that would dictate Facebook ads, the copy in the Google ads. Um, it would. Yeah. So you're not just talking about product pay because you were talking about product. Because one of the things that, that I was interested in is, is you know, you, you know, you've got some techniques to, to write copy on the product page and then you've got some techniques to, to set the positioning of the category. Mm. Then you've got some techniques to help you understand what the, the greeter should do, you know, what the home page should be like. And then you've got some that dictates what the ad ads. Yeah. Well, it really all stems. Ads, you know, it all comes ads, from marketing ads. It all comes from those reviews and yeah. that's where you start and you mine those. And then, and then that would tell you what would go on the category yeah. page, top of the category page. That would tell you what would go on the product page specifically about the product and what would go in your ads. And the only other thing you would also do is when you're looking to who to emulate, like what you go and look at the ads um, across different countries. So if I'm looking at bedding in the UK, for example, I wouldn't just look at the UK for ad copy. I'd go and look at the most successful ads in America. I'd go and look at the most successful ads in Australia, New Zealand, Canada, anywhere they're speaking English. And I'd look for like, commonalities of the biggest biggest spenders across all of those and i go oh, okay it's all about wide range it's all about uh, washability it's all about guarantee on this this and this and i'd bring that into the mix as well um because then it's just you're talking about thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of split tests and things that are done that you can kind of jump you can stand on the shoulders of giants and then add your add your you know your stuff to it so that's kind of what else I'd do as well. Um, and then on the categories, mm. you know, if you've got those key uh, anxieties, like, you know, um, you might be questions you could put in the frequently asked questions snippets on the categories, like about washing. Like, if you know, washing is a big one. It's like, how do you wash a duvet? How many times can you wash a duvet? Can you wash a duvet at 200? You know, because then Google can then use your category page as a hub for all those different search terms that come in that have been answered in the in the frequent ask snippets, knowing that people are going to get value out of the page. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we've got to talk about the voice, the voice that we we've got to talk about this in, because how we communicate with somebody um, is going to be different depending on on the market. So one thing we do in terms of finding the voice is is I often like to go onto someone's Facebook page or if they've got a Facebook group, find the most engaged people in the Facebook group and take images of those people's profile picture and put them onto a page so I can see those people in front of me. So when I'm writing, about to write the copy, I'm actually looking at those people and thinking, well, if I was at a barbecue and I was talk, I was going to introduce myself, this is how I, this is the kind of how I'd feel, this is how I'd talk, and this is what I'd be emphasizing. And it, it's a big way of connecting with that part of the brain because you when you meet new people you don't realize but you change yourself a little bit to kind of fit the situation you know uh, the way i would talk to uh, my son's friends is very different than how i talk to uh, my grandparents you know it's it's a different different type of conversation and so finding the voice and showing putting them in front of you gives you an idea of like okay, you've got the angles how can i convince that person I'm looking at someone now on the screen. How can I convince her that the duvet washes really well? And it just gives you an idea of what you've got to do. So using that part of the brain that you've built up across your entire life to be social 
to help you is, is, is you know, so seeing those pictures. And I know the top copywriters actually sometimes print out full-size pictures, full-size people pictures of, of people and put them around their office. So they actually feel like they're in a crowd. And as they write the copy, they do it like that. So it develops it. Um, and then another method I use is what I call the tour guide method. And I take the 10 crowd customer and all the images I've got, and I imagine I'm taking them on a dream holiday. And I think, well, if I was taking these guys or these guys and girls on a, on a dream holiday, first of all, what holiday would I be taking them on? Because I can start to see what, what things they might enjoy. So I'm looking at the ones in front of me. And I think, well, they would probably like a wine tasting. They look quite sophisticated, I'd like to take them to a, um, um, a wine um, a place. Um, this is why I lost you here. I'm going to put my hand yeah. up now. Yeah, this bit. So when I was <laughs> when I was listening to the workshop, I was thinking, oh, Mark, Mark's gone off down a tangent rabbit hole here. Yeah. So, so this tour guide method, you were saying that what if you had your perfect e-commerce customers on a on a tour mm. bus, and you had to take them on the most amazing holiday. So, you, the context of it, why? Why are you doing it? You're trying to get their personality. Well, let me do it to you. Let me do it to you. Let me, do, let me ask you. Do right? this. So you've got like the, the, the lady that sells hair extensions. Yeah. You can, you can see maybe you've got 10 people from her customers on the screen. Yeah. So you can see those on the screen. I'm going to ask you yeah. what would be their perfect holiday? They would go on an 1830s yeah, to Ibiza. Right. Okay. So that's where you go. Okay. Now you're looking at Brook Tavernus customers. You've got, uh, 20 Brook Tavernus customers, where would you take them? I would I would take them to Verbier exactly. skiing. So you're starting to think very differently about very different audiences. And you're starting to think, so now you're... Right. Yeah. So, that, so, so you, you're take, okay. you can take them on 1830s okay. holiday and you go, well, that's where they go. So you'd go, you might go and say, well, how is that being sold to them at the moment? How is an 1830s copywriting? What's the tone of voice? What, what do they, what do they emphasize? What kind of language are there? Is it short sentences? What are we doing? So it gives you an idea. Okay. And then you go and say, uh, then you go to the top exclusive uh, Verbier ski place and you go and see, well, how, how are they, how are they talking about that? What are the, what are the bonuses they're being given? For yeah. Those, those kind of things. I suppose you could, you could do the same thing with if, if this, if they, if your customers were a car, what would car would they be? And you can go and look at the marketing yeah. of the car ads. I suppose it's just taking things that we, that we all understand. What I like about the holiday, you know, what I like about the, the holiday is because you're, 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 you're asking, what do these people do for fun? Which is, it's a great question because then it, you, you're getting into the emotions of these people. You're not saying, well, what t-shirt would these people buy or what pair of shoes would they buy? It's where would they love to go on holiday? Because that is a purely emotional, aspirational, thing which gets you into a completely different mindset i suppose you can yeah but if you're selling a pro a problem solving rational purchase yeah. then it's a bit different isn't yeah, it? it it is so yeah the two examples you just said were emotional lifestyle purchases whereas if you're selling a problem solving purchase, well, give me an example of a problem solving purchase like you know a tool or a car battery or a pair of brake pads or um a replacement spare part for your fridge yeah how do you so do it if it's a, 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 a replacement spare part for your fridge you're probably talking to um 
I don't know, like a lot of the time it's B2B. So it'd be a, like, a, a, like a fridge engineer that goes then. Fridge engineers, they tend to like very methodical. They tend to like Sudoku. They kind of like stuff. And it's like, you, you, you're kind of starting to think if they went on holiday, Are you sure? if they went on holiday. They... I don't think the fridge engineer that came around the other day to our house <laughs> likes Sudoku. Okay, but would he be the purchaser of it or not? Would he... No, I no. I mean, I'm, yeah. let's keep it simple. I think okay, we're doing so like B2C. car batteries. Yeah, we, so car we, batteries. Know. Someone is buying a car battery. You like the, the the thing is, it's slightly different in that because often a car battery is less about the copy and the voice, and it's more about do you have it and do you have a good offer, and it's you know because the, the you're not telling like the battery is I don't know a brand of battery, but like like it's it's like why buy this battery from me rather than someone else? So it's it's about all about deliverability it's it it's 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 different well i well i think i think then that you've got to you've got to add that into the mm. workshop then because i think that tour guide method does not work for problem solving rational purchases it only works for aspirational no, I lifestyle i don't think so i think One. you know if you put in together like the average joe who buys a car battery you know that they would probably be you know, like somebody that would probably want to go on a package holiday, right? So they're on a package holiday. The thing on a package holiday, they want to keep things clean, simple, uh, to the point, and you want to get that across. So that's kind of how you want to, to write your copy. Um, so it's still something I'd like to kind of think about. It's a no-nonsense purchase. I don't want to have anything that's any kind of long words. I want to basically, it's like, this is what it's going to do. These are my bullet points. This is what you're going to get out of it. This is how it's going to be done. So I, I, I still think it's relevant um, to, to kind of think about, but it's not as you don't have, you're not going to lean into it as much as if you are creating your own brand. Does that make sense? Creating your own brand is, I would have thought that's exactly yeah, where no, you that's do what, lean that's what into I said. it. I don't lean into it when you create your own brand. Because if you're selling someone other's product, like say you're selling Sonos, Sonos has created their own brand and you're just, you're just selling it. Yeah. Yeah. The, so, the, the, yeah. the value is already there. If you're creating there, your own speaker, yeah, the job is to... you've got to lean into the copy. Yeah. Yes, it's exactly yeah. when. Yeah. In fact, yeah, that's probably the, the yeah. main time to yeah. do it. Yeah. But there's still a voice you have to, even if you're selling someone else's products, it's kind of like, you know, what is it? Who do people trust and why do people trust it? You know, like, for example, the guy selling Sonos, there's a tone of voice to his YouTube videos that that works. You know, it's positioned in a certain way. He's in a he's in a nice looking house. He's in a um, a, a nice looking studio. He's he's got nice. He's got certain clothes on it. You know, he's he's a certain demographic. It's everything is positioned in a certain way. You know, like there's there's, there's decisions to make from people who who they trust from so you've, you've got to you've got to still think around that as well because it's the voice of whether they believe you people believe people who are similar to themselves you notice a lot of our programs a lot of yeah. the people who come on our programs are a similar age to us and that's not a that's not a, a mistake you know people who come on our programs tend to be between 40 and 55 years old that's because we're between 40 and 55 years old people believe people similar to themselves so um, and then, and then it, 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 the copywriting then becomes slightly more um, into, into the weeds because what we've got to think about is where the customer is when they um, when they buy something, 
And this is where we talk about the awareness, because this is going to be this is going to dictate whether or not um, on how you can position it. So the five levels of awareness are fully aware, which is when someone is, you know, they know what your product is and it solves their issue and they're already sold. So basically it's like those kind of like, you know, remarketing offers. It's kind of like, this is the offer today. You grab it today. Otherwise it's going to move out and we're doing a flash sale. You know, everybody's completely sold. They're completely aware. So that might be like Apple, Apple phone. Everybody's completely aware of the Apple phone. I'm going to buy it when there's a good opportunity or there's a new model out or something like that. The next one down is product aware. So they, they, they know, they know of the product that we're selling, but they're not sure that the, the our product is the right one for them. So those, those are ones that sell very well on Google Shopping. And it's more about building the trust, reinforcing the desire, getting great images, shopping, the, 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 you know, the satisfaction that other people get from buying it. Um, and then when we come down from that, we might, the next one down is they're not aware of the product, but that they're, they're aware there's a solution to their problem. So, um, I've actually put some of these in actually on another presentation. I haven't got them here, but like it, when you're aware of the solution, like for example, I might know that my, might say my, my lawn has, has gone dry. I might know there's a solution to kind of growing the lawn better, but I don't know what the product is that does it. So that's difficult for me to kind of go onto Google shopping and look for so-and-so lawn pellets or something, because I don't know what I'm looking for. So, but I'm aware there's a solution. So I'm looking for the solution, but I'm not aware of the product that's, that fixes it. And then there is uh, problem aware. So let's say, let's say I, I've got a dry lawn and it's dry and it's dying, but I'm not aware there's even a solution for it. So I've got the problem, but I'm not aware of the solution. So that's when I'm just problem aware. And then you've got the last level, which is completely unaware. So I'm not aware that I even have a need or that I need to fix it. So, you know, like it's like a new product that's come out that if I if I knew about it, then I might buy it. So like you know, when when the, the remote control, the, the automated hoovers came out for your house, like I wasn't aware that that even had a need for that, nor that I nor that mm. that even existed. So those right at the beginning, you know, but I need one. I've got one, by the way, they're really good. So yeah. based on the awareness Is of the it? product and based on where you are will dictate where and how you can advertise the product and how you position it. And I think it's too much to go into that on, yeah. on a podcast, but there are different mm. um, uh, copywriting frameworks for each one of those and different examples of, of what you would do it. But like you can understand that people are completely unaware of your product and unaware that they need it. You can't go and sell it on Google Shopping because people aren't searching for it. You know, like no. right at the beginning, no one's going to be searching for robot vacuum cleaner because they don't even know it exists yet. So you have to you have to yeah. educate in a different way. Well, that, we had we we also we're not giving away any names, but we had that particular client who was selling products that were completely unaware mm. that you needed them, and they were they were like twenty pounds. They had an offer on. You know, they were very spontaneous. You know, five seconds before you saw the ad, you, you'd never even. Yeah heard of it and then you go you know what that's a bloody good idea i need that that's so useful yeah i'm gonna get one of those so you can sell and those on you facebook did. but you can't sell them on google ads because facebook can take people through that you go up yeah and like, facebook. Let, let's yeah. say you yeah hmm. we can't you can't google yeah. you need intent to buy you know it's the only place yeah. you get intent to buy 
Whereas if you do, if there's no intent to buy. Same with Pinterest. Like, like there's, a, there's a company here who does um, coffee shop signs, and you know they they can't sell them on, on on Google because if they if they Google coffee shop coffee shop signs, you get such a different range of coffee shop signs and just loads of rubbish and all that kind of stuff. And you have to hit, hunt through them. Whereas Pinterest, you're going looking at an image and you know that's beautiful. I want to create that look. And then they go, here's the coffee shop science that goes with that. And that makes sense. That's how people are, people are shopping. But up until that point, mm. they weren't aware that that product even existed. You know, because until you've started to set up your own coffee shop, you're not yeah. aware of the products and how you can get it and what you can do. So it's, it, it comes down to where the awareness of the, of the customer and then linking that with the research you've done with the reviews. So, you know, like say you find that your customer is solution aware you're going to get different reviews than if the customer's product were because this the level of sophistication of the buyer is going to come up in the reviews and you're going to start finding the hook. And I think that the further you go down the awareness down to unaware, the more you need, like you see that unaware is a lot of the time when it's completely, people are completely unaware. They have to use like an influencer or a famous person or someone. So, so like, like um, let's say a, a well, I yeah. don't know actually. No, because we've seen some great successes of, of, of businesses that have launched into a very competitive space, had the same products as everybody else, same margin, same price, but they've had Sarah Bean, yeah. for example. And that they have then That's had what that I was edge saying. because what she That's does what is saying. she gives trust. Well, you, but no, but you said if there were, if, if you were, had a product that, that, that no one was aware yeah no, i was saying no the more no you're aware they are they need it the more you need a brand ambassador that's what i was saying i think you're agreeing with me mm. yeah i was that <laughs> it's late i mean it's really late mark i mean you've been working <laughs> for 12 hours it's funny because in the in the you're uh, in on my summer about i'm the, the sharp one and then in the podcast in my winter you become the sharp one and i become the zombie we're like yeah Someone said to me the other day, he said, Ian, you sounded a bit flat yeah. on the podcast. I was like, yes, because it was bloody midnight. My bloody brother was sitting there yeah, at 12 o'clock in the day, mm. fresh as a mm. daisy. Anyway, I, I, I think, I, I, I yeah, hope we've given people an idea of a process, the start of the process to start thinking about their copywriting and really their ads and their positioning and, and in a different way, in a process to go through. And, you know, like copywriting is a big subject. But, you know, going, having some way of like, say you introduce a new category, having a process and a template system to kind of go through and make sure it's done rather than just plonking it on there and going, yeah. I wonder why it's not selling. It's like, because you haven't positioned it well. Yeah. Well, we generally, we, we want to get so far away from you've plonked product on a page, you, mm. you're expecting people to buy it. Because that's sometimes what people do. They just literally just plonk the product yeah. on a page. And put a price and add to basket button, and then it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. just not not yeah. good enough. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Ian, for staying up with us, and um, it's been great. And yeah. we will we will speak to you next week, and hopefully, everybody's having a wonderful okay. start of the new year. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you very much. Awesome. Thanks, Mark. What's the topic uh, next week? MJ will have to tell me what it is, and I'll tell you later. Oh. Okay, bye. Okay. Okay then. Bye.